Hey guys. guys, welcome back to another episode of Live Sco. My name is Estefania. And my name is Jasmine. And today we have a guest over. She's my friend Dulce. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, thank you guys so much for having me here. My name is Dulce Sanchez. I'm from Nogales, Sonora. And me and Jazz actually met in high school. And currently right now, mm-hmm. I'm um, Dulce Sanchez Jones. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So thank you guys so much for having me on. Yeah. And I would say, even though we met in high school, we became friends in at GCU. Oh, That's yeah. 100%. actually started to hang out and everything. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like in high school, um, we were just like, we knew of our existence. We just would like look at each other in the hallways. And then and at GCU, that's when we actually were like, yeah. oh, hey. And mm-hmm. we started talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when it developed. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to start with the questions? Yeah. Let's get started. So we're, we're, we're acquaintances because right. of Jasmine. <laughs> um, um, but she was telling me that you recently got married. Yeah, I I just got married um, this May during this pandemic. So it was pretty awkward. Um, It was a very different stage of what I thought my marriage would look like. Um, But yeah, I just got recently married um, May 20th. May 20th. Yeah. How was that? Like, like preparing in the middle of COVID, yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> my laugh says it all. It's like, uh. yeah. So I, I mean, honestly, just like it was the beginning, you know, like COVID started and around like April, people started actually taking it very seriously. Mm-hmm. So when we got married, it, we got married through the courthouse because obviously all the restrictions on like venues and everything was like no one. I mean, I know of people who were, had been, having their wedding planned out and they were like completely devastated because they the venue everything that they bought everything was already set thankfully um we didn't have that already set so we were like okay we'll just get married through the court but still that was very different so my experience was we didn't even we weren't even able to go into the courthouse so we wow. had yeah we had the judge and everybody outside we had a minimum of 10 people and that included me my husband the and the judge already so we only had seven people. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and I mean I'm Mexican. I have a whole freaking human family. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, and then I got yeah, and everyone's like, "Por qué no me invitas?" Then I'm like, "Yo, I had like seven COVID. people, COVID, <laughs> right?" Yeah, we were like standing outside, and um, it was hot, and it was just weird. You know, it's May in Phoenix. It was like a hundred and something. I'm like, my makeup is melting. I got a mask on my face and uh, we had, a, everybody had to be six feet apart. Um, and it was, the ceremony went really fast and I, I, I didn't even know that we weren't even going to be in a room. So they had us do it outside of the courthouse. So they didn't even tell you guys beforehand. Like, nope. Wow. Which was really, really upsetting because I was like, I'm so thirsty. Like it is hot. I didn't even, I didn't prepare for all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got married as well as like six people. Like there was just like spots of just people just getting married throughout the whole front mm-hmm. of the courthouse. So everybody who was walking, like driving by in the streets could see us there. So <laughs> it was strange, but I mean, um, I, 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 I wouldn't change it. Cause it was so like epic. Like we have, mm-hmm. I, I guess, like I tell, I tell my husband, I'm like, we're gonna be able to say that. Like we got married during a pandemic and yeah. with all these other restrictions, but we still did it. You know? Yeah. So, it was, yeah. It was still a special moment for you. Yeah, it was. And then like our well after that, we didn't have a venue, so we did it in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Jazz was there, and she could tell you herself. Uh, well, I had invited her, mm-hmm. and she could go though. Yeah, I but go. <laughs> um, sadly, sadly, yeah, <laughs> but it. 
because of that, because I only had such a minimum amount of people who I could invite, I was like, okay, it has to be like the close people that I'm like, okay, I want you there. You know what I'm saying? Um, but even my sister wasn't able to go. My husband's uh, brother wasn't able to go. Um, but we did in our house and it was very personal, but we do want to do something later on. Yeah. Once I feel like then too, like once everything passes, more people are going to be able to go. Mm-hmm. Like you're yeah. going to be able to get more of the things. Cause like you were mentioning, a lot of people had their venue canceled, like mm-hmm. music yeah. or just like stuff. Food. I was had, like, but... Oh gosh, the catering and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, hopefully we can do it, but I don't know how long this will last, you know, obviously, but hopefully oh, we yeah. can get mm-hmm. to do a cute venue or something. Um, but we wouldn't change it. I mean, it was still so fun. It's going to be a story that you tell your grandkids, like, I got married <laughs> in a pandemic. Yeah, it's going to be like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, so it's like my, how it, the intro of just how it feels right now, getting married this year. I think everybody who got married this year could agree that it was pretty different. But I I think it was in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it, it depends on, like, the way that you look at stuff, too. Like, and it's great that you have that positive attitude. Then you look at it on the bright side versus, like. That's so true. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like the way that you. Ch- I put my, my grateful glasses on that day. <laughs> That's how I felt. You know, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm getting ready in my restroom. And it was hectic. But at the same time, it was so personal. It was, like. When you have a get-together, like a party at your own house, that you just have so much fun, even though it's small. You have so much fun because it's only the people you want, and you don't have to impress anybody or do anything. You're just, you know what, whatever. And that's kind of how it went. Like Everybody's like, it was so fun. And I was like, I'm glad because I wanted it. I felt like it was fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have a thought in my mind where I was like, eh, I'm not having fun. Or, man, I wish – of course, you know, when you're little, you're like, I want this and I want that and all this stuff. But um, how I tell my husband, I was like, at the end of the day, all that stuff isn't going to keep a marriage together. Mm-hmm. It's like the partnership. And so, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was great. I was like. Yeah. And I feel like the situation also allowed you just to invite whoever was like the closest people. Because maybe if it was like a bigger wedding and you had to invite like a bunch of people like it wouldn't have felt as personal as it did. And you would, I'm sure you would have had fun, but maybe you would have been watching out like, oh, I can't do this because so-and-so is going to say this, you know? Yeah. De- yeah, definitely. And I feel like um, even my family, they're like, no, we kind of like after they're like play kidding, like you didn't invite us. I'm like, <laughs> uh, but then they're like, you know what? Like, we're really happy that you had your, your moment with the people who were closest to you. And it was really like, I had three friends that I had invited at the time. It was Jazz, my uh, friend Alana, and my best friend Daisy, who was my witness at um, me getting married. Mm-hmm. But in and she, she, they were both like, yeah. Like, even Jazz could tell you they were like, "Don't say you told us so last minute." Yeah. Like, bro, what's wrong with you? It was so last minute. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sorry, um, because I didn't count on even having more people because our apartment had restrictions and they were like, you can only have blank amount of people. And I was like, you know what? Screw the rules. And I was like, (laughs) I want more people here. So I I invited them. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know, we'll keep it on the low. We won't have like bolsinas and like Mm -hmm. audios out here, like Mm -hmm. having the neighbors be mad at us or anything to call somebody and then get caught. (laughs) But it still was pretty small. Like everybody was like, um, then started leaving. So then it was around like 20 people in, and um, my apartment's pretty decently big. So mm-hmm. it was like a good amount. 
-hmm. and then people started leaving uh, you know earlier or stuff so it was like at the end of the night like 12 13 people it was good it was nice yeah that's good and like we're we're still really young so how does it feel to be married at this age (laughs) girl (laughs) i love that question though i do like people are always like my friends are like dude does it, is it weird? And I'm like, honestly, no. But this is the this is the, the the fine line that I say. I'm like, I met I met my husband Keyshawn Jones at school at GCU. Right? Mm-hmm. It was my last semester, and he had just came out of the army, so it wasn't even meant to be. Like he was supposed to go somewhere else. He's from California, and then we met, and I was like like I swear when I first met him I was like this dude is so fine I was like I like him (laughs) and then we started becoming friends and um it grew like it just I don't know how to explain it but it was like a snowball Mm -hmm. it went just so naturally so when we uh COVID hit obviously when he had asked me to be his wife so uh, when we were engaged and because of COVID, it made us, it like strengthened our relationship because we were like together mm-hmm. and we couldn't do a lot of things. So that a lot of things were closed. So it makes you, it forces you to one, either isolate or two, really become creative with what to do um, and like w- what to share. So we became mm-hmm. very like, oh, like talking a lot, you know, like, which is key. Mm-hmm. And so we started talking a lot and spending time just probably like eating something on my couch and just literally talking and mm-hmm playing uno games and so it became it strengthened our relationship so i'm like when people ask me you know like how does it feel it feels great it feels like i'm i really do say i'm married like a best friend like he's so fun like people are like what's your favorite thing about him i'm like he's fun and i know that sounds like he he gives more of like a romantic and like she's a very like elaborate type of response me i'm just like he's fun and i mean that in the best way Mm -hmm. because i'm never bored I'm never, even when we have our rough patches and we disagree, he'll do something mm-hmm. funny. And then I'm like, you are so hilarious. Like, how could I say bad at you? You're, you're cool. Like, yeah. I want to be around you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it feels, it feels natural. That's what I have to say. I feel like that's such an important thing. Cause like, if you're not having fun with the other person, you're just going to get bored mm-hmm. or you're just gonna, I don't know. I feel like that's key. Like first, uh, that they're your best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like we were saying last time, you could have other best friends. Like they, it doesn't mean that it's just, yeah. them. but you have to have that type of relationship where like you're comfortable sharing everything with that you, that you go through or that it's kind of embarrassing. Right. Um, cause you have to have that for the relationship to work. And I feel like having mm-hmm. fun is like the best best way that like you mentioned yeah and it's like in when you feel like you are yourself with your friends right Mm -hmm. i feel like that with him like i um he was my friend at the beginning that's the Mm -hmm. thing so it was like he would i'd be goofy and you know i look like a mess i have like a bun and like (laughs) four freaking ojeras and stuff but it's like it's fine and that's the key because he wouldn't care about that so it was like oh let's do this or just having fun over coffee over tea over anything you're just like it's if it fills a part of your heart that you're like I say like I tell him I never want that to end yeah um because ultimately yes you're my husband but first you're my friend mm-hmm. and so I feel like that's what we keep telling each other like we are partners we're like partners we're husband and wife but we're friends overall 
Yeah. I feel like that's very important because like when you start dating someone and you don't really know them and you just go on a date, you're just trying to put up like your best face. Oh, facts. Versus versus, like if you start as friends, like like you said, he knows you in a bun, like no makeup. Mm -hmm. So there in that like face doesn't really exist anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like definitely talking about this with Jazz last time about um, I had heard like, um, you know, people are afraid. That's the biggest thing. People are afraid, afraid to get rejected, afraid to be themselves, afraid to, especially when you go on your first date, you're like, I'm not going to say this or I'm not going to do this because maybe then they'll lose interest. It's this barrier of just fear is such a big barrier in like our society in general, right? Mm -hmm. But once you have a connection with someone where you're not fearful of what they think because you know that they love you and they'll it might not agree with you, but because they don't agree doesn't mean they don't like you anymore. They simply mm-hmm. are like, okay, well, what do you mean? Well, I disagree. All right. Yeah. We can agree to disagree. You know what I'm saying? The fear of that barrier between another person or that acceptance of the other person or rejection, right, mm-hmm. is gone. So that's where I feel like that's that's the beauty of like how I feel our friendship and now marriage is. Like there's no fear of, of him or me or what am I going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like a lot of relationships, that's how they start. Like, in a negative way, as into how they act like someone else. They don't act as themselves mm-hmm. because they try to attract their attention. Right. Get their attention, but if you really want to lose that fear, you have to be yourself because that's what they'll like. Like, what they'll like is you. And if they don't, then that's that they're person right isn't meant They're not the right person. <laughs> Say that louder for the yeah. homie in the back. <laughs> right person (laughs) big facts and i mean jazz has been through my relationship past relationship hurricanes hurricanes we'll talk about hurricanes no roller coasters (laughs) up in here hurricanes and i mean i i know what it feels like to actually be in that other side where you're like okay but he likes this so let Mm -hmm. me just you know kind of i'm not going to change who i am but let me just kind of insert a little bit yeah Yeah. just a little bit like let me just be your daydream for a little bit in the mornings you know like (laughs) i'm just gonna tailor myself and tailor my my what i like and stuff that never works it never works because that's not who you are and then you start that's when how people say like never lose and i've gotten this from older generations that are married never lose who you are i'm like see that's the problem i don't know how your relationship is going or how you started your marriage but i didn't tailor myself to him so now i don't know who i am you know what i'm saying after years and you're like okay well what do i really like because now all this time kind of putting a facade for this person and i'm actually married like a lot of marriages are like Mm -hmm. oh he doesn't even know that i react this way towards certain things like what that's a problem why are you married like no um now that's not a part of me so like i'm like thankfully we're still getting to know each other we're young you know yeah. and we're gonna go through different things but the thing is now we're growing together we mm-hmm. we we i everything we go through we're like talk about it which i think is my biggest yeah. advice yeah. yeah talk i'm still learning about that and i'm an open person but there's mm-hmm. still certain things that are difficult to talk about you need to talk about this stuff mm-hmm. yeah oh for sure 100 my mom always says que nunca los terminas de conocer. so mm-hmm. you never and completely get to know them yeah it's like a constant change and you're changing as a person just like your partner is mm-hmm. so like you said talking about it mm-hmm. like making sure that at every step of the way you're you're still getting to know each other yeah i feel like that's key oh yeah like we i think it's funny because we do road trips right and like when we were on the road trip 
because road trips can get really annoying. So yeah. what we do is like we start asking questions. But I mean like ask questions, real questions, not like what's your favorite color? No, like what you like to eat? No, no, no. Like questions that you really are interested in, If especially if you're looking on a long time with this person, like even me that I'm already married, I'm like, hey, babe, like, you know, what if we have a kid and like what what do you think is the right age for them to start drinking or going out? Mm-hmm. What do you feel like is okay? And that literally develops like people really care. Be you know what I'm saying? Don't be interesting. Be interested, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So when you're interested in somebody else, they will fully go on and tell you, okay, well, this, you know what, I I don't like this. Um, I agree at this moment and blah, blah, blah. And that mm-hmm. gives you something to talk about. And it's something that's important, especially like us. We don't have kids and we don't plan on having kids in a while, but still knowing where he's at is very important to me. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's good that you, you're asking questions like when you're dating too, because that also mm-hmm. lets you know like the values of that person and whether or not you see yourself with them, uh, whether or not your values agree or you're going to have a problem down the road because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel like that is also key. Like you said, Stephanie, like when we first met, when we were just friends, right? When we were at GCU talking, walking the hallways, literally, he laid down and I'm going to give him the full credit. He laid down his values real quick. He was like, I'm not this person. I'm he's a good looking dude. Right. But he was he stand up and he was like, I may be like a good looking dude, but that doesn't mean I'm like every other dude. Like I have values. I have morals that I don't choose to be like uh, he showed me his boundaries really quickly into our friendship. So I was like, oh, wow, I respect that. Like, I respect you. And then we we shared that. And that was fundamental, like knowing that his values and my values aligned and that like as much as I cared for family and legacy and respect he did, I was like, oh, wow, that straightened our friendship at the time. And now it's like our marriage mm-hmm. is aligned in the, that same core values. Those are like your non-negotiables. Everybody yeah. should have their non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's like one thing that we keep saying, like you should know what you're willing to change or adapt for the other yeah. person. Mm-hmm. And like you said, what are your non-negotiables? Yeah, like I feel like I was in a relationship prior my husband obviously in which my I changed my values my non-negotiables I was treating them like hobbies my respect for you know I was doing this whole um friend with benefits thing where I'm not that type of person I'm a person who really I'm committed I want a commitment I I'm a romanticized person I love romance right and I love the value of just being able to say I think it's courage. I like that courage. I want you. You want me? Mm -hmm. Let's do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't work out, then it didn't work out. But at least we had the courage to say, we're going to step up and try it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I went against that. And that really took a tour on me. Like, that was just something I was like, wow, I don't, what am I doing? Because this doesn't feel like me. And that was the problem. I was treating my non-negotiables like hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like, please don't, don't, don't do that. And you'll find the right person who will value those non-negotiables if they're the right person. I feel like when you're in a relationship like that, where you give up kind of like your non-negotiables, you start thinking of like, well, am I going to find someone mm-hmm. or is there going to be someone else that has the same thing? And the thing is you can't compare people. A hundred percent. And like, really, you have to really think about what's very important for you. And like, if you really want that, hey, it's maybe it's going to take time, but it's going to come to you. And you can't be thinking about, oh, I'm not going to find that. 
somewhere else or I'm not going to find a guy that's like this. Like, no, yeah. you can't be comparing. You mm-hmm. just have to know what you want. And if that's really what you want and you're in a relationship that doesn't fulfill that, get out. Exactly. Yeah. And also like, um, I'm Hispanic, right? My, my origin, but he's black, black. Uh, well, he's half black and white. So that had a lot to do with how we interpret relationships and culturally you need to understand that certain things are culturally viewed like we have cultural lenses even though we don't Mm -hmm. want to accept Mm -hmm. them we do Mm -hmm. and it changes so um me not knowing that until later realizing oh wow this is like my non-negotiable has something to do with like my cultural side where I'm like more conservative I want a family and I want um if I'm going to go in I'm going to go all in and then um meeting other people who weren't from like culturally the same had that cultural lens i was like why don't we align why doesn't it but it you need to understand like at one point in your life and you guys talked about this in your your pod your podcast on the past one um you know us females as mexicans we are expected certain things and we are required certain things and also we have restrictions Mm -hmm. but one of the biggest things that i had to leave culturally was having to have a partner Mm-hmm. I needed to understand that I could be a boss independently, whether I was Mexican, black, white, Asian, doesn't matter. You, If you're female, you can be by yourself and you need to be okay being by yourself. That way you'll find your partner yeah. because they will come when you are fi- fully learning and already loving yourself and being okay. Mm-hmm. And I needed to learn that the hard way because I wanted, to, I thought I was like, you know, up there. I thought I was okay, but then I, always wanted a boyfriend you know I always Mm -hmm. wanted some partner Mm -hmm. and that's actually like I had to realize that was a cultural lens that I was like oh I need to have a partner Mm. no no No, you don't (laughs) no you don't make that clear um you can have a partner when it's the right time when you are good that's what I tell my boyfriend. I'm like, I technically don't need a boyfriend. Like, I, you're my right. boyfriend because I want you to be my boyfriend. Like, exactly, period. <laughs> it's no, true. But it's true, yeah. And that's the same thing. You said it, like, perfectly. That's the exact same thing that I tell my sisters. Don't feel like you need a boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to come whenever he has to come. Exactly. You take care of yourself. Have fun. That's yeah. it. Yeah, and, like – you were gonna say something oh, yeah. just like just because like cousins family or friends are having boyfriends doesn't mean you have to have one too yeah oh my gosh yeah, yeah i have two sisters and it's that it's like my youngest sister is like i'm she's 17 at the time and she's like i don't have a boyfriend what's wrong with me i'm like what nothing what, nothing's <laughs> wrong with you what is wrong with the question there's a that question there's something yeah. wrong with the question you know, like the mentality behind it. I'm like, just because your friends have boyfriends and just because everybody else, I'm like, no, literally I found my husband when I was like, bro, I'm just going to concentrate on me. Whatever. I had just came out of something that I was just took. I voluntarily self-sabotaged myself into because, you know, uh, I'm just going to quote J. Cole real quick because I love J. Cole. <laughs> but <laughs> when he's like, you know, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. That's literally, that should be everybody's motto. Like, if you're in a relationship and you're going through stuff and you should, you know, you shouldn't be there, it's on you. And it takes, it takes some guts and responsibility to say, you know what? I'm going to ownership. I'm going to just step out. Yeah. Why? Because I can, because I should, and I need to move forward as a person and grow. Cause if not, you're not going to grow. Yeah. And I finally took that decision. 
And what are the odds? You know, boom, I met the man of my life because he also said one thing that was key to me. He told me, you know, I've never wanted to date females because I just didn't feel like they were women's. They were still girls. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's funny because I was really trying throughout that time to be a woman. I was really trying to be who I was. I was like, you know what? I want to grow. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I was focusing on just being carrying myself like a woman now. And that's what attracted my man. Yeah, I didn't attract a boy anymore because I wasn't carrying myself with that mentality. I was like, you know what? I'm doing my own thing. And a boss recognizes a boss. That's true, you know? (laughs) And when you step in the room, you're like, oh, that person has confidence. You know, you know that. And he was carrying that on his sleeve. And so was I. So I feel like at the moment, but it took time, you know? It took me messing up. So if this helps anybody... Get your stuff straight, girl <laughs> or dude. No, and recognize, like you said, be able to recognize that you're not in a position uh, where you're happy and take ownership of saying like, mm-hmm. this is not what I want. This is not what I'm looking for. There's a reason why I'm not happier. There's a reason why, even though I'm in a relationship, I don't feel happy. Yeah. yeah. Like don't force the shoe to fit because you will make it fit, but you're going to get blisters and cuts on the way. And then, you know, don't be complaining and crying about it later. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to take ownership. And that's something that everybody needs to hear, but not everybody wants to apply. I mean, I was there, you know, I heard it. Jazz would tell me all the time, like, we had these conversations that she was like, girl, you really are just doing dumb stuff on purpose. Like, I don't know whether to slap you or just stay silent and look at you with the mm, face. And I knew it, you know, I knew it. Like, I would even tell her, I'm like, I know. I, you know, like, it's a problem, though. Yeah. Yeah, people get too comfortable. Like, they just mm-hmm. stay there. Like, they need to get out. Literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being comfortable is a disease. Mm-hmm. Being comfortable is a disease. If you have anything you want to reach, whether that be happiness in your relationship, whether that be marriage, whether that be financial career goals, being comfortable is a disease. And it'll stop you. It'll oh, stop yeah. you. Yeah. Um, at my job, they have, like, a little saying that's, like, be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I think that's so true. Like, hmm well, for me right now, like at the job, like it's been very hard because I'm mm-hmm. constantly being uncomfortable. Like, right. I'm completely out of like my comfort zone, but it's mm-hmm. good because like you're saying, you're you're learning and that's really what like it's going to get you to the next step. Yeah, that's in every like seriously in everything. Relationships, huge. Do not try to make something work when it's not working. Be uncomfortable mm-hmm. with be comfortable with leaving and being uncomfortable like, wow, I don't have my partner anymore. Yeah, yeah it's okay. You You're will gonna, survive. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be mm-hmm. hard at first. No one's saying that. It's right. hard. It's, yeah. Yeah. But even from that, and I feel like I was watching another podcast and they were like, why does it feel like after a breakup, you always like go hard on whatever you're doing? Like there are some people that when they get out of breakups, they start their own business and it goes super well. They start mm-hmm. to get fit and it goes mm-hmm. super well. Or like yeah. they meet um, their next future wife or husband. Like, and it's because they're focused. Right. Mm-hmm. Because now it's shifted. Now you're not. And that's the thing. It's like I had to learn that cultural piece again. Mm-hmm. Not because you are with someone means you have to stay with that someone. You know, like the like my nana would be like, you don't introduce me to anybody if it's not your person. Um, I want to say that like me and my husband have personally said like, no, we want to meet these people. And that should be a barrier that should be taken out because, yes, you have that respect for your family, you know. You bring, yeah. but you want to bring people around and not feel like, oh, now I'm now I introduced him to the family, Chin. Like now he has to stay because mm-hmm. now everybody knows him. No, honey, that's not how it goes. If that's not your person, 
who cares? Bring the other person. Yeah. That might be your man and or or female. But be comfortable with knowing that some cultural lenses need to be you can take them out. You can mm-hmm. feel like, okay, let me let me analyze how I'm actually thinking yeah. and why I'm thinking that I should stay with this person. Oh, it's because my tia, my uncle, and my grandpa, my dad like him. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Are they in the relationship with him? Exactly. No. Are they the ones that are gonna put up with him for the rest, rest of, of their life? life? Exactly. <laughs> and then they're gonna be like, you chose him. Uh-huh. At the end of the day, pues esto esposo. Um, exactly, mi esposo. Like you get to say that is part of my life. So you make those decisions. Like don't yeah. let that cultural piece or anybody say if you're like white, you know, and you're like, you know what? It's because my family means a lot to me. Yes, but your family's not married to this person, or your family's mm-hmm. not the person who's dating this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like take that time and ownership. Say. All right, this is super uncomfortable because nobody does it in my family. Like, that's me. Yeah. My tia stay with, like, uncles that I know they shouldn't be with. Like, you could tell that they're miserable. Mm -hmm. And they've been miserable since they were dating. And you're like, but why didn't you break up? No, because we had a kid. Okay, so, like, I get that. But be comfortable with moving forward. It's okay, the stigma of you can't leave somebody because you are bound already. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? I had to learn that because I was going through that, you know? Mm-hmm. So. To move on. Yeah. And you got to move on. Do you make any sacrifices for your relationship? Um, currently, I I mean, I feel like everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. If you know me personally, like, you know me, Jess. Um, <laughs> I am a person who, if it's not my way, then usually it's the highway, right? I'm like... <laughs> I am very like, I put my foot down type of person. But one thing that I had to learn is you have to be okay with people disagreeing with you. And sometimes it's hard because like your partner might disagree with something that um, like is important to you, not your non-negotiables, but like, I don't know. Oh, um, Halloween, we were talking about it, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't really like Halloween, right? That's just me. Mm -hmm. But he has like a whole childhood about like Halloween and he loves it and his family makes it like a big deal and they make cookies and all this other stuff. Um, And he was like, yeah, I want like our kids to celebrate Halloween. And I was like, what? Why? Like (laughs) they can, I mean, sure, but like not like go all out like Christmas or something. And then he's like, no, like, and me having to sacrifice being like, okay, it's not always going to be all about me. Mm-hmm. And it's not something, it's not my non-negotiable. You know what I'm saying? It's something yeah. like, okay, I mean, there's nothing bad with me making, like putting up decorations if he really, really likes them yeah. or making cookies, you know? Um, also the sacrifice of learning to express myself and be completely vulnerable. Being vulnerable, there's so much strength in being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand that. I didn't understand that because I'm like really like, Ah, nothing hurts me kind of go get her let's do it you know but there is um a moment in time where you have to be like you know what actually this really actually you know your comment kind of hurt me Mm -hmm. you know i i i know that you it's the eye language i took it like this i kind of feel like you blink learning that that was a sacrifice for me learning to let go of my pride not like just chugging it down, mm-hmm. swallowing it. Oh, yeah. Because if you just keep it, then it just hurts you more and, like, hurts the relationship because you're, you're just holding on to it. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel like, oh, my gosh, people have that misconception with, like, even if you look at, like, romance movies right now, 
you're like, bro, this is some toxic stuff. Why is this? A, why is this supposed to be romantic? Like, no, you know, where she's like really hurting and then she leaves and she just expects him to somehow know to come chase over. No, don't do that. That doesn't work in real life. I'm sorry. That gets in a movie. Yeah, it gets really toxic if you start doing that and you're going to hurt yourself. So learning yeah. to let go of that and learning to go, let go of pride and be like, you know what? I really don't want to talk about it because it hurts my pride to talk about this, but whatever. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It helps you grow. I mean, I feel like we would have already been messed up. Like people are like, oh, you guys are still in like your puppy love phase. I'm like, uh, no, that was really like gone a long time ago. Now it's a choice. We choose to love yeah. each other and I choose to want to have a good marriage. Yeah, love is a choice because some days it's going to be tough to love the other person. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be giving it a 30 and that day you have to give it your 70 um, and vice versa. Like that's going to happen. And I think you you said it like, right, loving a person is a choice. Like where every morning mm -hmm. they're, they're not going to be the prettiest or you're not going to be the prettiest. Too, right. And, like, and they're choosing to love you. Um, and like like you were saying, um, I think it's just up up matter of communication and like just really being able to be vulnerable mm -hmm. and be talking about the problems because sometimes you don't want to talk or create a problem but it's you have to get it out yeah I say like exactly that like do it like yes you know it's going to bring something up that's mm -hmm. the whole point like yeah. um you know when you're in a um, say like if you're going hiking right and you get like well here in Arizona there's cacti and there's like certain like little you know the little flowers that have the espinas right mm -hmm. the thorns if you don't take that out that's going to keep on hurting mm -hmm. you can keep on doing your hike right you can mm -hmm. keep on doing it but if you don't take it off it's going to keep on hurting that's literally how I feel about like that that's like my metaphor for yeah. how it could be for a relationship you can that doesn't stop you from moving you can keep on moving but it'll hurt. And then later on, it's going like, why wouldn't you take out the blister? Why wouldn't yeah. you take out the thorn? You're like, that makes total sense, common sense, but people don't do it with their relationships. Yeah. And like you, my friend was saying, um, well, this Karen said in the last episode, mm -hmm. um, you have to pick your battles. So of course you're not going to fight a about like the dishes right you're not gonna create like a big argument but yeah. you can have a conversation right hey this bothers me let's try to put like a schedule or something mm -hmm. um but yeah like you like you said you have to talk about it because otherwise it's just gonna be there oh yeah um, it, and i feel like people you know they don't understand that piece and they do to an extent, but then when things that really matter to them, they don't want to, cause then they're like, I'm going to cry or like, that's kind of like with people with therapy, they're yeah. like, I don't want to go to therapy. And then you're like, why? And they're like, no, because it's like this, this part of me just like knows, like people know what triggers them to cry or feel their emotions. Yeah. I'm like, that's the biggest part. Like that's the healing part, Knowing. the growing part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause now you know how to overpass that and yeah. small things, you know, like you said, you choose your battles. Obviously I'm not going to, you know, you can have a conversation, then a conversation can turn into a discussion, mm. but, um, and I learned this at GCU. So I had argumentation and advocacy class. Right. And he's like, an argument isn't always bad. People have a bad connotation towards arguments. An argument is you standing a point and the other person standing another and coming to a middle ground, that should be your end goal. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be to win an argument because if someone loses an argument, quote unquote, right, 
that person just learned something. So technically they won. Right. So that's how I see it. Like mm -hmm. if I didn't see a point and Keyshawn brings up a point, I'm like, even though I'm a little bothered because I'm like, mm, <laughs> it feels like you won this argument. Mm -hmm. No, I technically just won something. He yeah. just stated a point. But I think it, it takes like a lot of matureness. Mm -hmm. Like I could tell right away, like you, your relationship is very mature. You're able to talk about it. But there's yeah. people that you know, just can't have that conversation uh, because the other person's going to get mad. So maybe a way that you can shift it is like, it's not us against each other. It's us against the problem. Like yeah. what's the yes. problem? Because like you were saying, like for you guys that works and it's amazing, you know, like I'm very happy. Yeah. But for, there's other people over, I've heard about other relationships that the person, you know, it's not necessarily like accepting of like that they lost. Yeah. They're not accepting of that. And they, they just want to be right no matter what, you yeah. know? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's talk that that's definitely something people need to talk about. Yeah. Like even knowing that you need to know your person enough to know, like, okay, are, are they a sore loser? Right. Mm -hmm. Even in games, are they a sore, sore loser? If they are. <laughs> all right. Well, then that kind of gives you a hint of how they are with arguments. Yeah. Quote, quote <clears throat> to everybody in the background, because I'm not competitive. My husband's competitive. And that shows in our in our discussions. It really does. Because how you just said, I take it like, you know what? Fine. <laughs> I guess, you know, I learned something. He it takes a little more processing, but I have to be Again, you do have to, you know, everything you can't be responsible for other people's actions and other people, how other people feel towards your response, yeah. but you are responsible and you can be uh, in control of what you say and how you take things. So the way that I talk to him, if he's getting upset, I'm in control of how I talk to him. I can see he's getting upset. I'm not going to get upset because that's just going to start something. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? No, I didn't mean it that way. And you like kind of take step backs and control what you can control. I think that's uh, one an, another advice of mine. Like, honestly, take control of what you can take control. And that's with mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. life mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, or else you just stress out over just everything. Yeah, that's a whole other episode. Anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Real, like another, another long episode. Yeah, because that's really, we've got a tendency as humans to do that. And we, were, we were just talking about this before too like we have we have a couple stories yeah we do like but you can only control what you can that's the yeah. sad part and at the same time it's a good thing yeah exactly mm -hmm. like jasmine was saying like you're not going to be able to control everything and you can't feel like you do because mm -hmm. you're just going to stress yourself out oh yeah, yeah. like there's yeah good luck yeah there's a whole world like good luck yeah, no. But like being in a relationship, when you are stressed, do you mm -hmm. feel like you need that alone time or do you need your husband? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, this is different for each person, right? Yeah. And I feel like each person can tell you like their end of the story. Here's like my spot, right? Mm -hmm. This is coming from me. And um, I, and I, I used to be that person. I used to be the I need my alone time. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do take that time both of us in different ways, but not, we don't do it until we are frustrated. We just do it on a daily. Like he goes, puts his headphones on and he works out mm -hmm. and I work out yeah. alone. Right. Some people do the whole fitness together. That's so cool. I wish like, I like, I see it. I'm like goals. And then I'm like, but that would not work because that's our, our alone time. Yeah. Like, no. Um, and that's our alone time. So when we're frustrated, I feel like 
because we're married, I feel like it's different, obviously, um, from a relationship. I mean, I've been a girlfriend to other guys Mm -hmm. and that's different Mm -hmm. how I handled it. Plus, I was I wasn't to the spot where I am right now, Mm -hmm. mature wise and growing. But now that he's your husband, I want it. I want a fruitful relationship. So instead of taking that alone time, I actually talk to him and if things get heated, right, you're having a conversation and it's going back and forth, back and forth. Then I literally, or him or me, we've, we're working on it to be like, I'm getting mad. State it. Like, mm-hmm. just stating it. I'm getting mad. And then it'll be like, all right. So the other one shuts up, basically. Mm-hmm. And that has been helpful because it takes that that tension and then you just, I'm, it's not good to walk away um, in anything, in any confrontation. Um when it's someone you love, it's not, that's not healthy. Um, so I will just sit in silence Mm -hmm. and together next to each other. And you're like, why are you breathing? But you know, (laughs) (laughs) you get upset. You're like, stop breathing so hard. I can hear you. You know, it's distracting my aura right now, (laughs) but it works because now you're like, that's really how, especially in marriage, that's really how it's going to be. You're going to sleep in the same bed. Yeah. You know, and I think that's so good that you're you're implementing that because, like, for me, in my relationship, I'm the type of person that loves to talk about it. And my boyfriend, when he gets mad, he kind of, like, needs that moment to just, like, let it pass and calm down and then we can think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's great that you, like, are sitting there in silence because then, like you said, the other person is not walking away. Mm-hmm. They're still there, but you're having that time to think or calm down or – I guess they'll be mad, but just like do it together, together. and be there uh, to yeah. get to a resolution. And that's and and that's and it's beautiful and it's hard. It's yeah. beautiful, but it's hard. It's not easy, but I definitely think like you know taking that time to respect your other person because you guys aren't the same human. Like you yeah. can't expect the same things. And I tell him that sometimes too. And we go back and forth. Like it applies to me as much as it applies to him. It applies to you as much as it applies to everybody in this world. Yeah. Everybody's different. You need to understand that certain things will tick somebody off. And maybe, maybe the whole discussion really was just about how you made them feel about their opinion, not even their opinion. That they disagree. Sometimes it's how you made them feel. Yeah. And so just sitting right there is like you tolerating. And it's kind of like a resistance span when you work out. It's painful, but there's a purpose and it gets tighter and tighter and it hurts more right after the reps. And that's kind of how it is with like discussions. Like even though you're sitting right next to each other, you're like, bro, the air and the tension feels so tight, but we're doing it together for our own like relationship. You know, like for me and my boyfriend for a while, we would have like conversations about stuff that we would disagree because we're very different. It's weird. We're the same, but we're different. (laughs) And like, so he, I'm very like open-minded, like he is too, but for some things he has like very specific views, right? Mm-hmm. So me, it's not necessarily that I disagree with him, but I always try to make him see like that there's other views, that there's other sides. Mm-hmm. And for a while, like it, we would get mad at each other because it was like, well, I was always like, I'm not saying it like to be saying the opposite to what you're saying, but I guess that's how he felt it. Just for me, like not wanting to, to agree be opposing with him. you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. Like, I don't mean it in that way. I'm just trying to show you that there's another side to things. Like, yeah. it's not always the way that we view it. Like, that's that's just my personal thing. Whenever I have an opinion, I always try to see or read or just view how other people are living that same experience. Because mm-hmm. there's so many people, like, there, 
There's different perspectives. Different perspectives, yeah. yeah. I definitely, like, 100%. I think, dude, so I learned something, like, this couple months that I've been married, right? And this is, like, you know, my biggest takeaway for everybody. Like, my biggest takeaway, my biggest thing that I've learned this year is don't take constructive criticism from someone who hasn't constructed anything. Or don't take advice from someone who doesn't represent what you want. Mm-hmm. And I learned that the hard way, like you said, like a lot of people are very different, but you need to understand certain things. Like sometimes, you know, you need to understand that is this person representing the relationship I want? Does this person have like, you know, when you go and ask for advice, don't ask like your single friend who just came out of a toxic relationship who has been dating them for five years and went back <laughs> and then is like on the low doing her own thing. Yeah. No, why would you do that? Like I, I'm married. My relationship is completely different. And they're going to talk about their wounds because yeah. they're still healing mm-hmm. where other people talk about their through their scars. And you need to learn that difference. Mm-hmm. And then also you can hear someone out. It doesn't mean you don't have to, you know, talk about it. Definitely. Yeah. But taking actual advice do it from someone who has constructed what you are looking for. Mm-hmm. Do it for someone who's constructed something for their future. Like that goes with everything, like your career or job. If you have a dream, say like if you want to be like me and my husband, we're pursuing entrepreneurship. It's really hard because a lot of people are like used to their jobs. And, yeah. No, you need to do this. You need to do that. Well, we don't want to have a job forever. That's the point. So it's hard to take that advice from either your loved ones. They want the best for you. But you need to understand like, there's a boundary of like, mm-hmm. okay, are you constructing or are you imitating what I want? Mm-hmm. You know, or is, and I feel like that's a big one. Do you can tell like anybody I, I, he applies that to me sometimes when I take constructive criticism from like my mom or someone. And he's like, all right. Like I, I definitely see that, but is, is she where you want to be? Like, no, does she have, it's kind of like what you actually want with real life. Do you have the evidence? You know, yeah. like that's how it works in court. Just because you have an allegation doesn't mean it's true. Mm-hmm. Where's the evidence? That's how I feel like people should go about like relationship wise, like mm-hmm. seek relationship advice from someone who, you, you know, either say they could be single, but you know that they have their head in the right space that you you're like, I admire this person, how they carry themselves or how they look at relationships or how they handle their problems in real life. Mm-hmm. Because al dicho al hecho is, hay un estrecho, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I could say all this stuff, but if I don't imitate it, yeah, then I'm. that's just my word. Yeah. And words don't, you know, yeah. sadly, but they don't pay your rent. You know, they ain't facts. <laughs> no, and it's true. I agree 100%. Like, you can hear, you can hear their opinions, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean you have to listen and do. Exactly. Exactly. Big, big key for, like, newlyweds. Because everybody just wants to put their input. I promise you, everybody, as like a newlywed, everybody just wants to tell you how to do your marriage, Mm -hmm. what not to do. And then I respect my family. I do. I respect his family. We're like, uh, see, we really don't see what we want in in your relationship. Mm -hmm. And we can take your advice as in a caution. Okay, be aware for these things. But doesn't mean I have to be like react how you reacted because – you know, you don't have the fruits on the tree. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Not only do you take others' advices, but you also, like one of our questions was, um, have you started doing something based on your partner's influence? Like not only other people's, oh. but your <laughs> Oh, girl. I love Keyshawn. I love him. He's amazing. He's like, um, definitely. He is 
and you've met him. And mm-hmm. if you meet him personally, um, he is a light. This dude is just a bouncy ball of light. <laughs> and I love that. And I've learned to stop complaining. I was a person, I don't think that complained as much, but he just doesn't complain. And I learned that and I really was like, wow, this is a really good habit. Like now it feels uncomfortable to complain with him in the car. And he's always so grateful. And that's one of the things that I was like, attracted me of him, that he was just always so happy and things. Oh my goodness. Cause I'm Latina, you know what I'm saying? Like things get out of hand and I'm like, like I'm pissed, you know, like there's traffic and I have like this slow temper and I'm like, oh my gosh, like oh you're, my ruining, you're ruining my life right now. I'm trying to get somewhere, you know? Yeah. And key is just the whole opposite. Like, I kid you not, we were at Flagstaff. This is an example of story. We were at Flagstaff. The truck like just uh, broke down in the middle of like the swirls type, like freeway. It's like nine o'clock. We have work the next day. I'm like, oh my goodness, are you freaking serious? The tire blows out later. We don't have no service. It was just bad. And I was just frustrated. This man took his time. He went up into like a little trail. He's like, let's go. Come on. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? And he was like, yeah, I mean, the tow truck's not coming until later. So why are we sitting here looking at getting aggravated? And I was like, wow, you know, Uh, and that was when we were dating at the time. But I was like, wow, I love that. I love that about him. And that displays in our relationship so much because I'll be pissed and I'll be upset about something. And he's like, why? (laughs) Like, I get it. It happened. It's going to get resolved. So why worry about it? Why? Yeah. You know, you're just torturing yourself just being there. And I was like, you're right. And so we went on a trail. We came back and it was nice. And I was I de-escalated. I was like, oh, this isn't as big of a deal as I made it seem in the moment, you know? (laughs) So that's the biggest trait that I've learned of him, that I've caught on. Okay, that's good. And, like, a lot of people say, like, wife or husband material. What does that mean for you? Ooh, that's a good question. (laughs) Um... I am wife material. (laughs) No, Uh, I think wife material, I think male male and female, right? Like husband and wife material to me is what we're, what I am striving for is a respectful, healthy relationship is a person who encourages the other and who helps them grow, who pulls you up when you're feeling down. And if you're down, you pull them up. Like, I think that is over everything. Like someone who, gives you your spotlight when it's deserved. You know, when you love somebody, especially me, um, that also feminist side of me was a big deal. I, I didn't want to be the shadow of my man. And I'm thankful because the man I married doesn't make me feel like a shadow. I'm his partner. I'm in the same line as him. Yeah. And that's beautiful because he gives me the respect that I deserve and that I know I, I, I already had that intrinsic value is already there. Right. Mm-hmm. But I feel like husband and, and like wife material, someone who brings out the best of you and who respects the ugly, but always wants you to strive to be better, even if they are going through it with you. I think you bring up like a great point. Cause one of my really good friends, his name is Hector. Um, and he has two sisters and you know, when I started dating my boyfriend, um, we, we would just like talk about like his relationship and then my relationship and mm-hmm. we would just talk and he would bring up a really good point. Cause I was like, I'm very independent. Like I need my alone time. And then he's like, 
well, you just have to make sure that you're with a guy that is able to respect that, be with a woman that's independent. Because some guys just mm-hmm. aren't like that. And they have to learn how to, like, like, my boyfriend is really good with that. Like, he's, like you said, being good at let me be my own person and right. not be, like, in the shadow. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like when they start to do that, then you're not happy in right. there. Because you you feel like you're being a shadow in the way, like. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, you're held to an ex- expectation of just being someone's girl. Yeah. Someone's wife. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a and it's a talk that females should have within themselves, within your sisters, with with your family, like knowing your value and knowing that if you are a person who like because there's so many different females in this world, so many different people. Some people really like to be more submissive and like to be the helper. Yeah. That's an actual thing, like an algorithm and stuff. Like the helper, they like mm-hmm. to be that person. It's completely fine. Yeah. If that's you, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Find somebody who like fits in with you as well. There's people like us, you know, like we're having this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person. I ha- I'm my own. I'm Dulce first. Exactly. You know, and he he always says that too. He's he introduces me and he does that on purpose because he takes things so like that's one thing I learned from him, too. There are people, a.k.a. my husband, they do exist that really take your words for like your word. Like if you say certain things, he takes it very personal in the way that, like, the way he talks. He says, this is Dulce, my wife. That's how he introduces me. And he says, I introduce you that way because it, it shows value to me of who you are first. Mm-hmm. And so now I introduced him, like, oh, this is Keyshawn, my husband. Mm-hmm. Learning to do that because I know that he does that too. I'm like, wow, that's amazing because he puts value in even just me giving me my own value. Like, this yeah. is my wife, but first and foremost, she's her own self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I'm like, Yes, because when we talk, he's always like when they ask us questions, like when we're together, he always gives me the f- the floor first. He's like, go ahead, babe. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dusa, what do you think about that? Always. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm. you know, I'm like, it's not even like, that's right. No, no, no. I'm like, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, You respect me so much that it makes me want to respect you as well, because you mm-hmm. give me a figure to respect. Like, I respect yeah. the man you are. Mm-hmm. And you respect the woman I am. Like, that's beautiful. That that should be wife and husband material yeah, forever. That should be yeah, respecting. Exactly. Huge. I feel like now it's like, you know, I could cook. I'm, I'm wifey material. <laughs> Honestly, he's the one who cooks, so I don't know if I'm wifey <laughs> material anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Not nah, girl, you still are. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Order the takeout. That's what Uber Eats is for. I'm exactly. sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not being sponsored by the way (laughs) we're open to it though yeah (laughs) but definitely like yeah that's my biggest takeaway and that should be like the end goal for everybody having a healthy relationship yeah um it's beautiful it's so enjoyable like man i went out of a toxic relationship it's not it's not worth it healthy is so nice Mm -hmm. it's beautiful you know what I hate? That's lately, like, they're on social media or, like, stuff. They make toxic look. Preach, cool. girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, that's not what you should be striving for. Preach. <laughs> Literally, I had this conversation with my best friend because I was like, there's something wrong with society. Like, if you think, like, I'm saying the movies, bro, like Netflix yeah. originals out here with some certain stuff. I'm just like, what? The show, you? Yeah. You. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And girls were like, I want someone. Oh my gosh. I had someone say that. I want someone to pay attention to me that much. What is wrong with you? Girl, 
we need to <laughs> yeah like you need to go to therapy you want that much attention like no, that is not right. not right it's good that you want attention okay but there's a limit to how yeah. like how much attention how is that delivered how, yeah exactly how is that attention delivered right what is the what, what is the root of that attention because that he had an obsession you don't exactly. want your person to be obsessed with you you don't want your person to be praising you that's you don't want that like what is no that's toxic that's not healthy you want someone to respect you love you and care for you and think about you and all that stuff yeah. and give you your attention yes but an obsession like that is real like i've no people who are obsessed with their ex dude yeah no it's crazy like sometimes people you don't even have to date them for them to be obsessed with you facts mm -hmm. and let me tell you, things can get ugly. Friendships can be ruined. It's it kind of like happened to me, but it, and it's like really yeah, oh, <laughs> where wow. it was just like yeah, I like, lost a friendship because of it, and like it really sucked because like I was really good friends with the girl, and it, you know, but shit happens. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like it's just not healthy for people to be kind of like obsessed with you to the point where like they just want you to be theirs and that's it. Like, no, hell no. And especially mm -hmm. like me, like I'm not like that. And there's people who really like this is a point where you like if you're hearing this, like if you aren't OK with yourself and you aren't it's like, don't pursue a relationship because what happens is. <clears throat> and I had this conversation with someone who I was possibly dating back in the day. I was like, I'm not trying to be your pillow. Yeah. Why? Because you want to be needed and you want to feel the need to feel needed. And that's a problem. Like I can't be your pillow. You come to me at night and then at day and you want me there all the time, every time, whatever you're going through. Yeah. I am my own person and I have my own things. And then what happens is when people aren't completely okay with themselves, they fill a void of themselves with the person, which is a big problem because when that person leaves or that person tries to leave, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's where that obsession part comes. No, 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 no. I feel incomplete without this person. This like you put the value mm -hmm. of your feelings that you should be growing by yourself yeah. within yourself in other people. And I'm like, dude, this is so like it's sickening because people really think that this is OK. Like in social media, you said yeah. like they portray it as normal. Yeah. And if you start feeling that way, like I feel like sometimes relationships can get to be like codependent. But it, I feel like it's within you to take ownership and realize, OK, I'm starting to become or feel this way so i need to work on myself or i need to give myself that time to be my own person like yes i'm still in that relationship but i still need to be my own person facts yeah, yeah. definitely or even i agree if you're out of that relationship like you just got to work on yourself like yep. help yourself grow like no one else if you don't have no one else like it's just you like no one else will do the job for you yeah 100 percent. born alone you won't die alone yeah you're <laughs> be happy with you yeah, yeah be happy with yourself Day. this episode has been so yeah. good um we hope you come back another day and for another topic thank you for coming yes, yes. Thank, you. thank you guys so much for having me it was so enjoyable i'm like yes <laughs> yes definitely gonna come back guys yeah yeah follow us on instagram spotify at oh. life scope mm -hmm. definitely bye, bye guys, guys. <laughs>